Yeah, can I be myself? Yeah, when I go to work? Yeah. Do you get confused when they say, let's be more diverse? Is it my culture? Is it the way I talk or how I rock my hair? Should be equal with all people, but right now I think it's clear. There's confusion, uh, diversity ain't confusion. Uh, need my seat at the table. If we ain't all in, then we losing. Yeah. Diversity ain't confusion, diversity ain't confusion. Time to break out the cubicles and let's work together. Let's do it. Yeah. Hey everybody, me Dr. Brandy here and welcome to another Diversity and Confusion podcast episode. Make sure that you go to drbrandy.com backslash resources to get the direct link and to see all the other resources that I have there for you. Um, You know, I'm talking about leadership. I'm talking about um, diversity, equity, inclusion and everything in between the future of work. So go there. Follow me on um, Instagram, on Twitter and on LinkedIn. My handle is at the Dr. Brandy. So make sure you stay connected. So let's get into today's episode. Today, I am talking about when allyship goes wrong. I really should talk. I really should call it when allyship and self-advocacy goes wrong, because quite frankly, um, I have my top 10 um, just things that I've seen that will not, I repeat, in my opinion, uh, will not help the long term change that people are calling for when it comes to racial equity. So I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to tell you in advance, uh, you're not probably, you're probably not going to agree with every single thing that I say and everything that's on my list. And that's fine. We could talk about it. I'm not afraid of different opinions. Um, and so, you know, let the games begin. So number one, Oh, I should have put this in a certain order. So number one, this is when allyship goes wrong. Things that have been happening, things that people have been doing of all backgrounds, okay, um, but that people have been doing that are are cute, but that in my person with my perspective are not actually going to um, to to have long lasting change. Number one statements from companies with no action. Statements from companies with no action. It's been several, several weeks since a lot of companies made statements in solidarity um, towards the black and African-American community to show that they are, you know, fighting for justice and fighting for equity and that sort of thing. And um, let me just ask you, has your company done anything since their statement? Has your company made any tangible changes? Is there anything coming down the pipeline specifically that you know was happening or was it just the statement? Um, and so for any companies that put that statement out there and don't didn't take any action, uh, you're on the list. That's allyship gone wrong. Thank you so much for patting yourself on the back with that statement. But what have you done? OK, now. The next thing that is on my list, and I talked a little bit about this in um, the last episode, episode two, um, is tokenism. Aww, so you made the statement and you were able to find some black and African-American people out there somewhere, maybe inside of your organization. And you decided that it was time for them, number two, to get a promotion. So you have done something on the surface, but is it tokenism? Or did they really earn that position? Were you already going to be hiring them? Or did you just use this opportunity to fill a slot with someone who's black or African-American? Hmm. I think intentions are very important here. So organizations, if you're trying to be an ally or really, I should say organizational leaders, if you're really trying to be an ally, let's not give people positions. And I'm not saying that that everyone's doing this. But let's make sure that you're not just handing people promotions, because if you do that without 
it being very clear that they interviewed and followed the same process that anyone else would for that role, you're going to undermine their authority. You're going to undermine their brand when they come in. And and if you do not take those measures to make sure that the inclusivity is there, they're not going to actually get the results that you think that they can get. So we don't want to just, you know, get promotions and just because um, we're, uh, we're black or African-American, you want to make sure that the process is equitable for all. Equity is not about equitable for one different culture, one specific culture. It's equitable for everyone. And so, yeah, you've made it on my allyship gone wrong list. Number two was tokenism. All right. Number three marketing commercials. I'm going to call it what it is. Sorry, Nike. Thank you for putting that video together for once. Just don't do it. Very dramatic. Very dramatic. I get it. It was great. And actually, there were people of all backgrounds that were just Nike gets it. They really do. They get it. They're committed. And guess what? I saw it as a commercial, as marketing. I saw it, um, you know, as being really hypocritical because if we uncover, and I'm just using Nike as an example because there are many other companies who have fall in this particular, um, the same category. But if we look at some of your other business practices, for example, how your uh, shoes are being made and where they're being made and how much you're paying people to make these shoes that we're buying over a hundred, that we're paying over a hundred dollars for in America to wear. And, you know, um, it, it would, it would show some hypocrisy here. So if you're going to state a claim in terms of, um, solidarity for people of color, let's make sure that that runs all the way through your supply chain. So Nike, you're on the list and any other company that is using slave labor um, to build their products, you're on the list. And quite frankly, we all should be on the list because we are consuming products and purchasing products every day. And who knows who's making that? So make sure that you know where your dollar is going because we don't want to be a part of the global slave trade that's happening right now. There are more slaves in captivity today, mostly women and children, than there were 150 years ago. That's facts. So, but for the, for this purpose, in the in the corporate America purpose, Nike. I'm sorry. Good try, but you you made it on my allyship gone wrong list. Okay. Next. Oh, which one can I do next? Um Let me see. I'll make that as a bonus. Hold on, guys, cuz I'm like reorganizing this as I go on my list. So, next is going to be cultural appropriation. Let me look that up because everyone is not going to know what that is. So I'm going to see what brother Webster um says so that we can have a definition because that's definitely allyship gone wrong okay and we can call it cultural um misappropriation as well okay it's when when companies or people or someone right adopts an element or elements of one's culture um and it's adopted by members of another culture okay um, and it's very controversial when members of the what they're calling dominant culture um, appropriate from disadvantaged or minority cultures. There's so much wrong with this definition. Oh, this is from Wikipedia. That's why. Yeah, because I don't ascribe to the dominant culture versus disadvantaged minority like all. They were just the wording in that just threw me off just now. 
right? Um, and so it's the adoption or co-opting, okay? Usually without acknowledgement, the cultural identity or markers of a certain group, certain communities um, by people of privileged status. So I'm going to take that core definition of cultural misappropriation and cultural appropriation. And I'm going to expand that towards uh, companies um, that are very corporate, um, white, dominant uh, companies where that's the majority of the culture that they have at that particular company. Um, and so cultural appropriation is real. And let me show you what how it showed up this year, Juneteenth. Okay. What was up with Juneteenth, y'all? Tell me, anybody from corporate, can y'all tell me what happened with that? Who was the first person who advised that first company to allow all of their employees off for Juneteenth and everyone else just followed? Is there something wrong with having the day off and acknowledging Juneteenth as a holiday? Absolutely not. It's all about your motivations and your rationale for why. And the truth is going to hurt here. And I'm sorry. Look, say what you have to say. Send me a message. I don't care. But I'm going to tell you the honest truth in America for the average black American. We do not celebrate Juneteenth, nor have we been celebrating Juneteenth as a widely adopted celebration ever. OK, period. Now, if you're in that Texas area. Um, where Juneteenth originated, maybe so. If you're in some of those Southern states, maybe, and again, kind of in that Texas area, that Gulf area, perhaps. But all in all, the average black child in America knew nothing about Juneteenth and probably still doesn't quite know what it is. So we have to be mindful of the intentions for why we're doing things. Um, again, intentions matter because you know, when when you bust out of the blue um, and, and certain things happen and, and then you respond a certain way, it colors what you're doing. And so rather than sort of having an opportunity for people to learn about the holiday or 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 how about just ask, you know, um, everybody was given a day off in some of these companies in observance to learn more. And, this and, that. and guess what? People were not off reading about Juneteenth. They weren't. They took their day off to chill, to relax, to decompress. They didn't do that to commemorate any type of a holiday. Um, and so, um, and then if you really knew the history of Juneteenth um, and, and got some real information, you would know that it's not actually widely accepted. And again, people may be upset uh, for me to say this, but I'm just speaking the truth. I'm not saying that we shouldn't have gotten Juneteenth off uh, some of your companies. I'm just saying it's the intention behind it. Why this year? Why all of a sudden we get off? Have we been advocating for Juneteenth for the last? I don't think so. I'm sure on the list of things that, that black and African-Americans have wanted from their employer, Juneteenth prob off was probably not in one of their top 10 lists. If it was, again, please reach out to me and let me know. Correct me if I'm wrong. But that's one little form of kind of like cultural appropriation on a corporate scale. It was a joke. It was laughable, really. It, it really was for some of the companies, right? Again, I'm not talking about the holiday. I'm not talking about the history of Juneteenth. I actually had an opportunity to speak with an organization and teach their employees about the history of Juneteenth on Juneteenth. I had an amazing time with that group talking about history. But I'm talking about the organization's responsibility. Is this a Black History Month 2.0? Why do I have to have a specific 
History Month. Why do your employer employees have to be relegated to a specific month? We're going to treat our women good this month because it's October. It's Women's Appreciation Month. Oh, we're going to treat our teachers teachers good for this month. Oh, it's Nurse Appreciation Week. How about you treat your nurses well all week? How about you show appreciation for your own employees all year round? Um, we don't want to turn this into some sort of economic holiday, too. You know, are we going to have Macy's Juneteenth sale next year? I hope not. But you never know because corporations will take, you know, any opportunity to sell something to us. You know, so let, let's be mindful here. Um, the other the 2.0 version of this with the cultural appropriation. And let me tell you. As much criticism as I see some of our other country leaders getting, I think that that the hypocrisy that I did not hear a huge uproar and outcry for this next thing I'm about to say that threw me off. Because my thing is, if you're going to hold one accountability is accountability is accountability is accountability. But we will not be able to see progress as a society if we turn a blind eye to certain people's foolishness. And but we want to point out other people's foolishness that's not even as foolish as other people's foolishness. OK, I know I'm just I'm just saying that being said, was I the only one? Was I the only one that was shocked and appalled to see all of those Democratic political leaders tiptoed down the steps in that building with kente cloth wrapped around their necks kneeling every all of them couldn't even kneel first of all kneeling in silence and solidarity i thought it was a saturday night live spoof i really did when i saw the clip i thought oh my god this is a nancy pelosi um um impersonator i was like they're killing it i'm like yo how did they get clearance to how did they get clearance to do this because aren't they supposed to be like in quarantine Oh my God. And then when I looked a little bit deeper, I thought, oh, hold on. Is this real? Is this real life? Are you absolutely kidding me? What does a kente cloth sash around your three-piece suit have to do with you supporting? You can show your support without having to put the kente cloth on because quite frankly, I don't know the last time I wore kente cloth. Okay. I'm just saying, whose idea was that? That's called pandering is what it's called. And so what you're not going to do is take an element of a, a culture and, and the fact that you even had the design and everything on that. African-Americans and Africans should have been outraged and cracking up and laughing at the same time. It had no specific impact. And if you're out there and that to you warmed your heart and you got teary eyed and you felt solidarity because this group of people did that. I don't know. I'm side eyeing you a little bit. I'm sorry. I got to be honest. I'm side eyeing you because I didn't see it as genuine or sincere at all. At all. At all. I didn't get it. Were, you know, it, it would be different if they were at the National African Historical something event where everybody like it was just it, awkward. And the way they walked down the steps, the marble floor, I thought someone was going to slip at one point. You know what I'm saying? Nancy Pelosi could barely get back up. Does she need knee replacement surgery? I don't know. I'm not talking about politics. I'm talking about cultural appropriation right now. Horrific. And so let's do better. Let's do better, please. Because if I ever see somebody approach me who has from another background other than black and African-American with a dashiki on or something weird like that, 
thinking that that's going to be a symbol, ah, it's going to be a hard conversation. I'm just saying it's going to be a hard conversation. I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. The Kente cloth thing. I don't, I didn't never, I didn't get that. So, all right. Next on my list. Okay. Allyship. When allyship goes wrong, um, let's talk about the capital B for black, the capital B. Oh my gosh. I saw some posts of employees saying my company gets it. They're capitalizing the being black. My company gets it. They're for me. And I thought, hmm, that's interesting. Why would, why, you know, does a, does a lowercase letter really do something to my identity? Literally in real life? Does it really make me feel less than? If you say black and it's a lowercase b, what is it actually really doing in real life? Is it hurting me? Is it hurting my opportunity? Is it stopping me from achieving? I don't know. Is it? I don't think so. I don't know. Someone else. And again, there's always that person that it's not the point of it actually stopping you achieving. It's actually Dr. Brandy. Literally. Oh, blah, 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 blah. oh okay. All right. Again, again, we're not. Are we fighting for, for capital letters now? Is that what we're doing? I saw an article um, in the Columbia Journal Review, Journalism Review, that was just a waste of my time to even scan. I didn't even read the full thing. I don't care if it's coming out of Columbia or anywhere else, because guess what? We have institutions, we have organizations, we have companies, we have quote leaders that 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 we look up to and we defer to because the opinion is coming from them. But I don't care what the institution is where the opinion is coming from. Right is right, wrong is wrong, off is off. You know, things that are not hitting the mark, they just not hitting the mark. So I'm not one of those people that idolizes institutions, idolizes individuals or peoples or people groups or anything. I don't idolize any particular. It's an equal opportunity to be criticized. I'm a social scientist. I'm someone who was trained in um, the art of critical thinking and debate. I don't I don't ascribe to the gang mentality. We should all think this and we should all say that and some stuff should be private and we shouldn't have these conversations. No, 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 no and no. Because when we're talking about the existence of our world, accountability is needed across the board. And so I added this to the list for those of you who are upset right now and you feel a little bit of salty, but they went through an entire thesis on how, although the Chicago style calls for lower casing the black, the B in black and the W in white, there is a, a we can take a second look um, for why we can make a, have a different preference and why we can call for this. And, you know, capitalizing the B should become the standard because it's about their culture and their art and their communities. And my thing is, okay, so let's capitalize the B. That's fine. Can we capitalize the W and capitalize the A and capitalize the O and capitalize the like whatever other, can we just capitalize all? And so what? Now we done capitalize all the letters. Now what, what does that do? How is that having a positive impact on those people in communities that need it the most? So thank you for capitalizing the letters. Guess what? We all still have bills to pay. We all still are trying to fight for justice. We all are still trying to um, come, you know, get back on one accord with solutions. You know, 
I, I thought that was very superficial, quite frankly. And so it's on my list when allyship goes wrong. Thank you for using resources. And I don't care whose idea it was. Um, that doesn't uh, and I, whoever the idea came from it is it does not have any bearing on if it's valid or not or actually as useful or as helpful. So again, if I had my top 100 list of things that can help move the black and African-American community forward, just say this would be number 99 or 100 probably on the list. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I, I, but I, I, I really, I really think this was a, a, a super, super low, low impact gesture. Okay. Which brings me to my next point. Arts and crafts for solidarity, like painting murals on walls, painting murals on streets, painting merch, merch. I'll put that in the arts and crafts category, merch, t-shirts, hats, custom masks. Okay. Thank you for signaling that you're woke. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you for probably buying that paint, the hundreds of gallons of paint, probably buying that from a non-person of color business in the name of helping us out. Thank you that that money probably went to some other people, the paint. Was there Was there, was there a black owned or African-American owned paint company that got the contract for that? I don't know. Maybe there was, maybe there wasn't. I don't know. I'm just saying, even if there was, Arts and crafts, like murals and that sort of thing. There's nothing wrong with arts. There's nothing wrong with crafts. But to have a high impact on systemic changes that need to be made, <sighs> waste of time, absolute waste of time and not an actual signal that things are changing. Um, I think that we need to be careful about not accepting super this is for everyone who claims that they want to make sure that we live in an equitable country quite frankly i think that we need to do a better job of uh figuring out what the ask is because when you don't have a clear ask and you don't have a clear strategy this is what you get you get capital letters uh arts and crafts um you know uh, holidays off of work and other issues that are still unresolved um, and so I'm just adding that to the list. I mean, there's nothing else I can say about it. I mean, a mural is a mural is a mural. Okay, it looks good at, but guess what? If for anyone that says, well, Dr. Brandy, I mean, the mural is important because when kids walk down the street, they'll know, well, they'll know that they matter. When people in the community walk down the street, they're going to see that as a symbol, as a sign, Dr. Brandy. Guess what? The sad part is your children should know that they matter before they even walk out of the door. They get their identity not from paint on a street, from a parent that instills certain values in them, that gives them love, that builds them up, that shows them. So, so again, I can see Black Lives Matter or I can see a mural that says Black Lives Don't Matter. It doesn't affect me either way. I'm not so psychologically weak and psychologically, um, and, and my identity is not that weak, quite frankly, that Every little comment that is said throws me into a tailspin where I, I have to be affirmed every single place that I go. Only is do I see that with kids uh, who are maybe four years old who need a good job, buddy. Every time they do something, it's OK. You'll be better next time. Awesome. And when you think about Erickson's stage of the stages of development from the psychology perspective, we are grown adults here. And so, you know, um, I think that. The symbol behind 
uh, words and you know symbolism is real okay I'm not going to diminish symbolism I'm not going to diminish words and that type of thing um, but at the end of the day NASCAR could leave it up or not leave it up and I can still choose to participate or not participate you know quite frankly the the the, the imagery of statues the imagery of flags the imagery of black lives matter painted on a mural or whatever the case may be you can remove them and guess what still have the same issues that we have now so i'm just saying let's push it further let's not exhaust all of our energy on some of these things that i believe are still pretty superficial in the long game of changes um and so you know for anyone that's, that you know may kind of mischaracterize what i'm saying what are you saying that statues of, of former racists should be kept up and blah 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 blah. that's not what i'm saying at all but, but what i'm saying again if i had a top 100 list of things that we can be doing together um, to really spark some real change and real outcomes. I have, I don't know, what are the outcomes? Can anybody give me some data right now on now that we've capitalized letter B in black, what is the outcome that we're looking for from that? What's actually going to happen? As a result of that, now that we've painted this on the street, what does that do? It's nothing but a big virtue signal for those that are at the hands of doing it. Period. Um, and, and, and at the end of the day, while people are focused on history, 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 I think we should be probably focusing on the present and the future, 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 future. And I think that there's an agenda, quite frankly, to keep people looking at the past, looking at what has happened and looking at from people that have fought the good fight, did what they could do, died, you know, let fine. Let's Re let's change the name of schools that were previously named after certain people. Let's let's change the name of, um, you know, and then what? So what? You know, I, I saw an article about the name change in um, of the Washington Redskins. I'm from the D.C. area, I'm from the DMV area, what we call it. And I saw the name change that came out and the son, one of the sons, I guess, or grandchildren of the gentleman's face that they use to kind of make that um, Redskins logo um, said that he was disappointed, that he was hurt. He, he said that, you know, it, it was bitter, bittersweet to see that his family member would no longer be represented, that it wasn't actually offensive. And so we have to be careful of who's making the decisions for whom. Who's making the decisions to paint murals? Who's making the decisions to take to rename things? Who's take who's making the decisions to knock down an Abraham Lincoln statue? Who are the ones making those decisions? Who are these people? Because everybody with a fist in the air and screaming something out of their mouth does not necessarily have a strategy themselves that's actually going to help. And so I think we need to really just be sober minded and vigilant in what we're asking for. That's my rebuttal. Because if you're saying it, you don't even have to email me now. That's my rebuttal to you um, who were out there thinking, oh, my God, she, she's so, she must be this. She must be that. How is she saying this? My goodness, isn't that? Isn't that? No, wrong. I'm talking about progress. And I just don't see how any of these things are. are quite frankly, I, I don't really see how, you know, day in, day out that an iron statue of Abraham Lincoln was having a negative impact on me. Uh, I don't. I don't really see it, uh, and I'm. I'm saying me just as a representation on the Black and African American culture. Okay, so again, DM me. You guys have my information if you disagree, um, and I'd love to hear perspectives. I may be missing something, so that that's why. Hey, that's why I'm putting it out there. Um, the next one on my list. I think we're at number nine. Actually, I think. 
is going to be shout out to Netflix that you're on your next on the list. Thank you for indexing all of the black and African-American-ish movies and documentaries and forcing me to see that as soon as I log in, drawing my attention to those specific movies. Thank you for curating my feed. Um, and quite frankly, the way Netflix and some of these other like um, Prime and even Hulu and the way that they actually um, index and, and suggest new uh watch my new watch list and stuff like that quite frankly that's border that's borderline racist if you if you want to believe something's racist i think that might be a little racist why every time i walk in why i don't want to see a barbershop every single time i don't want to see a, uh every single kevin hart movie my goodness can i see braveheart can i see passion of the christ i, I don't know i mean can i see uh you know uh, you know the goonies my goodness there's so much art that i would love to consume but when I log in, because you think you know me, because your algorithm says so, you are you are just making sure that I'm seeing all of the quote unquote black movies. I don't want to see Soul Plane. I don't want to see Soul Plane every weekend. I don't. So please work on the algorithm. OK, that was just a, that was just an aside. Maybe I'm the only one. Maybe they're only doing that to my feed. But I struggle to just get some mainstream recommendations. OK, but OK, all jokes aside, um, I think that it was a good gesture for that two weeks or so that Netflix had uh, all of the slave documentaries, uh, you know, earmarked and even some fictional um, black cinema that was there uh, in, in a prominent era saying, watch this, watch, 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 watch. I think that was great. That's cute. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, how does your organization look behind closed doors? What, uh, what else can you do? Um, was it something bad, negative? Did it detract? Not at all. But was it something that really had a positive uh, impact or long-term lasting impact on certain systems? I don't know. I don't think so. Let, how about Netflix with all the power that you have? Talk to the uh, Hollywood pedophiles. How about that? Can you guys have a consortium and talk together with them um, about what they're doing? Because we know that that's an, that's an issue. Okay. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, let's really, let's impact something. If you, if you missed a mark on Black Lives uh, Matter or that sort of what you were trying to do with that, let, let's stay in your lane and let's maybe have uh not not take on uh enlist movies that uh known pedophiles have produced and have written take all of those off of netflix okay that's just another example of, of a way that that you can uh, maybe help in a lane that you're more familiar with all right all right well next um all right number 10 is i honestly i think number 10 i'm gonna do social media activism Social media activism is my number 10 example of allyship gone wrong when allyship goes wrong. Okay. Uh, thank you for everyone of all backgrounds. And I said this the first, literally the day that it happened, I was DMing all of my friends and I was going, Oh my God, what, what are y'all doing? What, what, what is this about a black square? And guess what? The day that that black square, whatever that day was, that everyone was supposed to put a black square on social media, you know, that was a very important voting day in a lot of cities across the country. And instead of using that to help people go out and to vote, they actually drowned out all of the voting information. So it was a pretty much a voter suppression campaign disguised as um, some sort of black solidarity, black lives solidarity, um, you know, thing activity okay so social media activism is is really unnecessary at this point it really is i think that social media information is important 
I think uh, right now we're seeing so much social media censorship with platforms like Instagram, like YouTube. You know, there's so much going on that you could be advocating for. And so putting a black square or any other color square, awesome. Putting that hashtag out there, okay, great. It's a trend of the year. But let's jump off of social media and make sure that you're keeping that same energy outside of the, uh, you know, interwebs, okay? So uh, now I have some bonuses though. I have some bonuses. I have some bonuses. I have some bonuses. All right. So my bonus one is specifically shout out to CNN. Um, yeah, I, I probably think that you missed the mark on this one. Thank you for collaborating with Sesame Street and asking us to have our children that we love uh, sit in front of the television and have you and a bunch of Muppets um, share and uh, cheat to them about racism. Uh, I and talk to them about race and racism. I think that the uh, agenda behind that was really trying to um, teach teach division to children that otherwise a couple of weeks earlier than that didn't maybe weren't even aware um, of racism. They weren't even aware that it exists. So CNN, good try, but I think it was another really example of how the media is used to brainwash and how the media is used to, um, what's the word I'm thinking of to, to prime and to condition our thinking towards certain things. I did not have the talk with my children. I did not sit my black son down and tell him that he needs to watch out because he may not be afforded the same opportunities as the little white kids in his school. I did not sit him in front of the television and let Bert, Ernie and count chocolate Dracula tell him about uh, race. I didn't do that because guess what? His mind is not going to be limited to thinking in that way. And so for all of you who had your kids in front of the TV, maybe you need to have another talk part two, because allow our children are not born with these constructs. But this was a prime opportunity for the media to use this moment to help to um, acculturate an entire new generation, to socialize a new generation, to pass the baton for racism to a new generation where, quite frankly, if we would have kept our mouths shut, our kids would be playing nice uh, like they were a couple of weeks ago. And so I, I think that um, CNN, you dropped the ball with that. And, and for me personally, I saw through it. I didn't think that that was but you know people that don't know any better and people that actually see the media as actual authorities on truth unfortunately get sucked into um things like this you know time and time again and quite frankly teaching an entire generation there were probably millions of kids that the week before were just living their lives and just liked who they liked at school and played with who they played with but thank you thank you cnn for now making sure that the next generation is socialized to these differences that really um, shouldn't matter soon. We're in a modern world. If we can go to the moon and we can go to outer space, you think we can't fix this issue? We can't fix it because there are certain people that have to use this issue in order to eat. It's their career. Culture is their entire career. And so they have to make sure that racism still exists and that it's it's still something that um, is, is real to, to certain people out there. Um, and yes, I think that um, and there are individuals who think in a racist mentality, quite frankly, across all different types of groups, um, not just white groups in particular. And so if we're going to do our part to try to change things, we need to figure out what are the areas that we can come together on? What are the areas that we agree on? What are the areas that we have the similar beliefs on and galvanize in that way? So that was one of my bonuses with CNN. 
And last but not least, I cannot talk about allyship gone wrong without just acknowledging a big elephant in the room. If you made it this far in the podcast, okay? Protesting is one thing, but actively looting, rioting, and burning down uh, black and brown communities to help show your solidarity for them. Um, you know, I don't care what background you are, but especially if you're not black or African-American. Um, yeah, that's not helping at all. Um, now, you know, and I think about it like this for anyone that's still pro riots, for anyone that's still pro looting or whatever you want to call it. At the end of the day, if you're not going to allow me to make an appointment to come to your house at six o'clock tonight to burn your house down, if you're not going to make an appointment for me to come to your small business and burn and break into your business and steal your goods, if any person who disagrees with my perspective about rioting and looting, guess what? What time can I come at your house and burn your house down? What time can I come into your house and steal your goods? What time can I come into your neighborhood and cause uh, and wreak havoc? Let me know what time and I'll be right over there. But you know what? There is no time. You're not going to give me a time because just like you will condone other people's bad behavior, you're a hypocrite and you wouldn't want anyone to do it to yourself. And so until you're willing to allow those same groups that are doing it to other people come to your house and burn your stuff down and steal your goods um, and, 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 um, you know, uh, deface your business, then shut your mouth and stop encouraging other people to do the same thing. Okay. And that's for everybody. And on that note, thank you for tuning in to the Diversity and Confusion podcast. Send me uh, your feedback, send me your comments, drop a comment here. And for, uh, in you know, whatever platform you're listening, I would love to get your review and your comment. And, and let me just give you a disclaimer, because there's a group of people out there that while I'm saying give a review on the content, you are going to give a review on me as an individual. And quite frankly, I could care less about your pers personal perspective about who I am. Your opinion about me is not my business. And so let's be mindful. I am presenting one view. I'm opening up forums and saying, hey, let's talk about these views and these perspectives and how Dr. Brandy's thinking and how uh, and how others are thinking. Let's keep the conversation there. Um, but anyone who wants to take a personal stab at me, you're just wasting your time. Be better suited. Maybe take a nap. Go take a shower um, because it's going to fall on deaf ears, quite frankly, um, because I don't care. All right. I'm here to to speak truth, um, tough truth sometimes. And, um, and and my truth, quite frankly, and my truth is not shared by everyone, nor do I claim that it has to be. Um, you can cancel me. That's fine because I did not subscribe. So you can, you know, that's fine. I was never subscribed to anybody or anything. Um, and so feel free to cancel me and move on and uh, absorb someone else's content. I think this was could have been a rough um, episode for some of you. I enjoyed it personally. Thank you for tuning in and I'll see you on the next episode. Bye guys.